Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, Bob? I am excellent. You sound like you're losing your voice. I am losing my voice a little bit. It's um, it's not so anything. No, no, it's definitely not the cove. Um, yeah, just just lost the, the voice a little bit. I mean, it's still holding up, but um, I can just feel you, you know when you That's can almost hear thing. that you don't sound yourself. But yeah, it's not sore or anything, so <laughs> it'll be all good. It'll be all That's good. That's all right. That's all we can How ask are for. you? Congratulations! First week in your new role. Yeah, good. Yes, I'm officially an asset, an assistant editor. Um, yes, busy. I'm very busy. <laughs> I'm not Amazing. used to I'm not used to this sort of uh, constant level of work, but it's all good. I'm not complaining. Um, and then this week, I've got to do more days in the office than I've done in two years. So um, wow. So yeah, it's quite it's it's all changed. But um, but like I said, not not going to complain. And I've had I've had an excellent week. You know, I went to see Sophie there last week i've done yes, I saw on your so. instagram and you got a photo <laughs> with her as well well what can i say i have a friend who um is a uh makeup artist and he's worked with her before and he got uh after party tickets um and for and so, for which somehow which isn't very normal for me i was quite sensible so i didn't even really drink that much and uh and so i got to have a brief little chat with her she was having her post uh, post gig Negroni, and um, oh, nice. and yeah, lovely, and uh, yeah, it was just really nice. I've had I've had a I've had a lovely little week. I won't lie. And was she all you wanted and more? You interviewed her in the past, didn't you? Did you say a couple of times? Yeah, yeah, but um, especially like when she did Strictly, but that was quite a long time ago now. Um, yeah, and 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 I've been a fan since well, but for basically. 20 years 21 years uh which is quite weird to say um so yeah i've met her a few times but it was a it was a it's always like a nice treat she's in the past she's remembered me she didn't remember me this time <laughs> ah. uh, but that's all right i can live with that um <laughs> but yeah um, it was nice and it was my friend actually it was quite it was quite sweet so we bought the tickets uh last year and it got cancelled because of lockdowns um and it got moved to this obviously and uh uh he got really he was getting really emotional during the show like properly crying because he was like oh, oh it really re- it really reminds me of like because she used to do these kitchen discos on a friday right like she'd go on instagram and do these performances like live um and sing her songs and things and covers and, stuff. and he was like it really takes me back to that time um and and he was right you know it's like it's it's quite emotional thinking about some if you really go back and think about how we were all feeling about it how it was so um uh so yeah it was was, um overall it was it was a great experience i'm very pleased i went and she put on an amazing show yeah she arrives on a big white horse um love it like she's in like studio 54 in the 70s or something um and then she does loads of her own hits and she did some um like the covers that she did um, like she did like a prayer by Madonna and uh, yeah loads of, loads of ones that like people all like gay fans will love I mean because our audience is probably 90% gay I'd, I'd hazard a guess at um, but yeah it was just a really fun it was really fun to kind of be back out there and, and see live music and I mean I've been to a couple of gigs now but just you know just enjoy myself and get to see my favourite my favourite Soph you know 
Oh, bless you. I'm glad you got to see it. Because like I say, after things all being cancelled with everything over the last couple of years, I think a few shows, some people was wondering if they'd ever get round to having them rescheduled and yeah. rescheduled again. So it's 100%. nice that you actually got to see them. Yeah, yeah. So I feel, I feel like the people that I've seen so far the last, like, well, I don't know, six months or so, I've seen, like, Steps, uh, Sophia Lispector. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm really doing it for the, like, for the gay, the gay uh, music, <laughs> gay music yeah. acts, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. Waving that flag. Yeah, um, which which is nice. What about you? What have you been up to? Anything exciting? Yeah, so I'm currently filming, I can't say what I'm doing, but currently filming um, something exciting, uh, which has been such a laugh. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, been busy as well. Currently, I've, I've nice. got the, the famous headboard behind me today. I'm in a I'm in a hotel, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it kind of feels weird fair, not doing it from enough. home now. But no, really good, thank you. Um, good. The, the, the madness of the weather, though. Let's have it right. Sometimes we're having the niceness. Bit of snow again the other day. <laughs> yeah, well, I went to a party on Saturday, which was a barbecue. Um, which uh, even it it probably went on and off snow probably most of the afternoon but when it wasn't snowing it was quite warm and nice <laughs> it was like, yeah. like so we ended up staying outside even when it was snowing because it was like well you know we're not going to keep going in and out in and out like uh so we just got some blankets out and had a nice time it's what you got to kind of do because it's just like literally three or four minute windows of it and then it's gone isn't it but yeah i walked into i think it was sainsbury's and the sun was out and i, and I wasn't even particularly doing a huge shop i only had like the small trolley and by the time I come out, so say 15, 20 minutes later, it was snowing. So by the time I got back to the car, like, what has gone on? Like, I still had sunglasses on the top of my head where the weather had been one thing. Um, no jacket or anything. Just catches you off guard, but what can you do? At least it's not lasting. Um, and when the sun is out, it, the, the warmth kind of makes up for it. <clears throat> yeah, I hear, I, I hear you. And, I've, and um, well, because I've obviously got a couple of holidays booked in now, which I'm dead excited about. Um, and also, um, I'm just kind of, yeah, starting, I've already started shopping, getting some like summery sort of uh, clothes. So it's kind of nice. So like, even though it's snowing outside, like, yeah, I was run- running from, like shop to shop the other day um, and it's snowing, but you know, I've, I've got to get myself ready for summer. Like, oh, and I've just, and this is exciting as well. I'm going to see Lady Gaga um, in Paris, Amazing. which will be really Shout exciting. Out, no. oh, how good. Yeah, so um, gonna we'll will be it be my... in French or she'll still sing English? She'll still sing English. I imagine that she might um, speak a few words in French. Um, but yeah, we've um, it was it's much cheaper <laughs> to get the Eurostar and um, buy a gig a ticket to see her in Paris than it is to buy a ticket here. So, <laughs> so I've never of thought like... of doing that, and also getting like a little mini break out of it. I love yeah. going to like cities. We're yeah. at a stage in our life where we like a city break. Yeah, like you know a nice little I mean? city break. Because in and out three or four days, you're back home, you know what I mean? No no stress, no drama. And we're going with Perfect. a French person, which I think add, which means that, like, we can go to, the, he'll know the nice places to go um, that aren't just like the touristy sort of spots. And and um, can help you with the, the metro, because I always, I've been a couple of times, but I struggle I've not mastered the art of their underground system yet. It's confusing. Fair point. I think all this, like whenever, when you're used to the tube, it's like when I've been, like I've got my family coming to visit next weekend. And honestly, if I left them to get the tube by themselves and they're, they're British, you know, but they just don't come to London often. 
they're like they're like I don't understand how this all works. But I think once you've like done it a couple of times, you just get used to it, don't you? So um, I guess so we know what we know, don't we? Exactly, exactly. And we also know things like well, it's quicker if we walk from this place than like get in a tube and wait and all that sort of stuff, or get a cab yeah. or all that sort of stuff. Um, and what stations to swap over? Yeah, and what ones up. not? Yeah, what ones not? Yeah. Too, what oh, that will be nice though. Yeah, that would be lovely. Yeah. We'll do three nights. Um, just two nights. Um, but we're going to get there early. So the gig is actually on a Sunday. So we're going to like um, go early on the Sunday morning and then stay until the Tuesday, I guess. So, um, oh, that's nice. That's a good way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get in, we'll get in a bit of uh, touristy stuff over there, I'm sure. But just nice to have yeah. plans. Like we always say every week, just nice to have stuff coming up that you feel like, you know, you can get excited about. Absolutely, babe. Absolutely. Will you be trying a snail over there? Randomly, the last time I went... Um, the person I was with ordered snails and I was like, forget it. No way on earth am I eating that. And um, after a couple of gins, I was like, you've got to try one. When in France and all that. And it has like this special little fork to even get it out. Oh, yeah. Won't be doing it again. Don't know if I've mentioned no. I'm all about textures. So I'm not an oyster mm. kind of guy. I'm not a particularly fishy guy. Meat I eat, fish I don't. Um, and it's just the texture weren't really a bit of me, but I can say I've had a snail. You can. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to indulge. No. I'd it don't come up often nice in conversation, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> yeah, true. Just, just have a croissant, croissant or a nice bit of bread. Oh, the exactly, smell of the bread yeah. over there. Worth going for the food, exactly. babes. Exactly. Yeah, a little boulangerie. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I'm, I'm just looking for, like I said, like, it's nice to have plans, isn't it? So, uh, Absolutely, yeah, babes. Um, well, it has been, as ever, a busy week in showbiz news. And actually, there's been a couple of sad stories this week, hasn't there? Gosh, yeah, it really has been a sad week. So Tom Parker from The Wanted, bless him, passing away a few days ago. I know we, we had his lovely wife on not so long ago, didn't we? Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. spoke to her and interviewed her. And um, just so incredibly sad. And I think the fact he continued the tours and was doing shows up until pretty much the end just shows. Yeah, a week before maybe, I think. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just... And I know obviously his bandmates that have put some lovely stuff out on social and some unseen bits and bobs. Um, mm. And I, I, I love for him that he got to do that yeah. um, last yeah. tour. You know, because obviously they'd the, the band stopped for a while, didn't they? And then they they got back together, and uh, I love that they've done that. But bless him, his poor wife and family and kids and stuff—it's heartbreaking, really heartbreaking. And I think, like, obviously, I think we've said before, but thirty-three is just like no age at all, and for it to be such a tragic way to go, um, you know, at least I think there, were, like, he did. It was around his family and friends, and his like his last moments and stuff and with people he loved and and he and like you said he got to do that um those gigs which is what he kind of lived for you know what i mean and there were thousands and thousands of fans across the country that got to see him perform and and do his bit i don't think he could do full shows could he because he was too tired but like i mean just to even see him on the stage it was it must have been great for for everyone so um so yeah so really sad news about that and like you said like particularly for his for his wife and his kids. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you say? Terrible just, stuff. Yeah. There's just the words. You can't put it into words. Can you? It's just so cruel. Yeah. Um, 100%. And also the legend June Brown. 
has passed. <sighs> yeah, what that was a the real... ledge that is Doc Cotton. Doc I thought she'd go on forever. <laughs> she was one of those people that you're like, wow. Like, I mean, she, she, I'm quite interested. I've been reading some kind of obituaries and stuff about her and about she really did like live her life exactly the way she wanted to. And I think like more power to her. She was, she wasn't, she didn't even play the role of Dot until her mid fifties. Um, but before that, she'd been like a really successful stage actress and done loads of like stuff like that. And, and then she came to Dot sort of later in life. And obviously that became what she was really well known for. But um, yeah, what like an incredible character, like, like to have on our screens. And I know she was definitely like, <laughs> Like when I was growing up, she was like a an uh, what's the word indelible part of EastEnders. Like she was like a core core character. And what a legacy to leave behind. And you just don't get icon soap characters like that anymore. I think no. there's literally a handful, and uh, and sadly, I don't know if many of them are actually left. Um, and I, I remember seeing interviews of her. I think it might have been Graham Norton. She was set with Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah, enough. yeah. And um, just what a character. Because I think, especially growing up watching EastEnders and seeing Dot and all of that, it, it was always kind of strange to see her not as Dot. You know what I mean? Yeah, she was, she was completely strange. opposite of her, wasn't Complete she? Very opposite. Very fashionable, like very like, you know, for, for an older lady, she was like dressed really eccentrically and however, she, yeah, amazing. And almost just seemed to, yeah, just, just do her. Do you know what I mean? Almost mm-hmm. seemed to have the dark two fingers up, I'm doing me. And uh, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people have said, oh, famous for always having a fag in her hand. <laughs> um, yeah, good for her. <laughs> absolutely. I'm sure probably the last person that was ever allowed to smoke on set in EastEnders. <laughs> yeah. I'm I sure they just passed the around. rules. Yeah, don't tell it. We're not telling her she has to stop. Yeah, true. Yeah, in 2007, let's not say to her, right, you can't smoke. Because that was a huge part of her character. So I um I've not dipped into EastEnders for a little while. So I'm not sure she's actually she wasn't currently filming, was she? Had she no, taken no, a break? She wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was. So yeah, she wasn't currently filming. I think I think on the episode last night they played a little um, you know, uh in tribute to thing at her at the beginning, which is obviously oh. great. I'm sure there'll be more more to say. She had six children. I didn't realise that. Um gosh. Um No, I so, never knew. So yeah, this um, it's it's uh, it, yeah, what what a legend and and lucky she got to live such an incredibly long and diverse and interesting life, really. Absolutely, ninety five done great. But yeah, it, it's always too young though, and it, especially when it's your family or someone you want them course. to be here for hundred and twenty five. Do you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. As long as they're healthy, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like yeah. you know, you don't you don't want to you want to be living a good quality of life, and it seems like. With um, with June Brown, she certainly did that. But we have to come. We have there is something we have to discuss um, uh, before we get to our excellent guest today, which is the sudden shock. I mean, this is the complete opposite end of the scale. The sudden shock wedding of we we got to have a cut. We got a Kardashian story on every week. Courtney Kardashian and Travis have suddenly got married. I like what's your thoughts on it? So because uh, I was in shock when mm-hmm. I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of assume when you think of the Kardashians, I thought it was going to be a big, huge wedding. Would it be on the new show they're filming? Um, but no, it's was done in Las Vegas in a wedding chapel. And With apparently, Elvis. yeah, <laughs> With an initiated Elvis by person, Elvis. <laughs> I love it. I don't think it was filmed. I don't think um, 
the the chapel was allowed to film or take any photographs, um, which is understandable. I guess they wanted their own. I don't know if they, if she'll release them, but um, yeah, I think considering that watching the show for long, so long and how long she was with Scott Disick and. I, just, I, th- I thought it would be a longer engagement, but I guess it's true what they say, when you know, you know. And um, I kind no. of love in a way that they've was like, right, let's just go do it in Vegas. I mean, let's have it right. Money's no option uh, for, for either of them. It's, it's not like they particularly have to sit and save for a couple of years for their mm. wedding. But I love that they could afford the hugest wedding ever, but was like, no, we're going to go to do it down the old chapel with Elvis. That seems like a more courtly way to go about things, doesn't it? Yeah. She's not quite the flashy uh, side that, like, Kim and probably, well, all of them, really, maybe, apart from her. She's a little bit more sort of um, low-key, isn't she, than her sisters? She does it her way, doesn't she? Um, but, uh, but yeah, well, there are rumours as well that she may be pregnant, um, I have read. Um, uh, and I don't know, looking at the pictures of her, them two at the Grammys, there was possibly a tiny little pregnant belly i don't know um so i guess i guess maybe that's one to watch out story that she'd been doing ivf so maybe it's been successful um and i guess we'll have to wait and see on that one but yeah yeah another another kind of every week bob and there's there's a new kardashian breaking story to to contend with right and apparently kanye's pulled out of coachella as well so um so uh yeah you know it's just never-ending drama with that lot Never ending. It is a job in itself. Keeping up with them, yeah, it? literally really? keeping up with those Kardashians. Indeed. <laughs> um, well, we have an exciting show today. We have um, we've had we've got Debbie Davis on, who's actually been on previously on our show, um, Real Housewives of Cheshire Star. She's now left, um, and uh, she's got um, an exciting podcast coming up. And of, and of course, she's like uh, she's a bit of a psychic, isn't she? So we interested to. Probe her on some of the things going on in the world. I'm, I'm certainly interested in that. Um, Absolutely. And then from Drag Race UK, we've got Pangina Heels, um, who's was one of the sort of legendary acts um, on on the first series of the UK versus the world. Um, so we're going to speak to her afterwards. Um, but Debbie's here, so let's get her in and have a chat. Let's do it. I'm a donut. Hello, my love. <laughs> when I look in there. <laughs> How are oh, you? I am great, thank you. I've balanced you on a stand that all my oils go in. So <laughs> you're going to be you're going to be wobbling around. <laughs> you might see a bottle of olive oil like flash across the screen at some point. <laughs> We can deal with that. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) How have you been, Debbie? Been busy? (laughs) Mad busy. Honestly, crazy. Today, I've I've recorded um, two episodes of my new podcast that's coming out um, with my my two friends, one who was the head of a murder squad, uh, Chris Ward. So. We actually saw him smile for the first time today. <laughs> Does it not happen um, often? You know, yeah. <laughs> well, as you can imagine, having been head of a murder squad is quite, you know, <laughs> it's quite serious. Yeah, it's quite intense, yeah, quite a big job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he always makes me feel nervous, you know. <laughs> it's weird, doesn't it? Well, tell us a bit about the so, podcast. Yeah, so you've recorded, you've, uh, yeah, so t- t- explain it to us. So it's... 
well, it's a bit of a strange one, I suppose, because it's um, unexplained deaths. That's what we're looking at. We're looking at some cases which not many people will know about, but we're also looking at some very well-known cases too. My take on it comes from a spiritual perspective of what I think has been going on because these are all unexplained deaths. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Chris Ward is coming at it from the head of a murder squad. You know, his perspective is from a police one. And then Ian, Ian Kirk, um, our third one, he's an ex-cop, but he also is a qualified uh, criminologist. So, yeah, he looks at it very logically with a bit of a police mind. And I'm the one saying, no, absolutely, it was an alien. It was a UFO involved. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah, I know we've spoken in the past, and you know I'm just fascinated and obsessed with everything in your world like this. Like, it's so up my street. So oh. uh, this this has got my name all over at this podcast. But I'm so intrigued because I've seen TV shows over the years and stuff where actually psychics have helped police try to solve crimes whilst they're trying yeah. to figure it out to find out like if a body's if they can't find the body maybe or if they're trying to get answers yeah. from the victim is that something you've done in mm-hmm. the past isn't it as well you've worked with the police yes i have so the only time that i will ever get involved in something like that so if it's finding a body or somebody has gone missing is if the family themselves the direct family or the police ask me other than that I don't really comment on it because I don't think it's my place to. So um, I was asked one time, I had a phone call, it was a Thursday, it was about tea time and I'd gone to the supermarket to go and get food. How random and totally normal is that? My mobile rang, it's back in 2010. My mobile rang, answered it and, um, and it was a policeman and he said he'd heard about me and he said that somebody had gone missing and um, could they speak to me about it? And in that instant, I actually thought, okay, I'm going to need at least a first name and maybe a picture of the person to work with. That's In that few seconds, that's what I thought. And that's what I was about to say to him. Um, Suddenly, out of the blue, I'm hearing things <laughs> and I started to say hang on a minute <laughs> this is totally random it's about an hour from, from where I lived and um, this place and I said I'm seeing Warrington Golf Course and he said we've pinged his phone and his phone um, actually was turned on and he's checked his messages etc at Warrington Golf Course wow. and the moment that he said that I thought that's my hook for I'm being given the right information. I need to carry on with this. And so I told him everything else that I had. And yeah, this was the Thursday tea time. And I said to him, you'll find him on Saturday, but you'll find him at Liverpool Docks. And he's just been into a pub, gave him the name of the pub. You're going to be two o'clock in the afternoon. He's going to be sat in his car and he will have a bottle of whiskey next to him. And he will take his own life. But he will drink, but you need to be with him by two o'clock. And I never heard anything else. I heard nothing. And then it was about six weeks later. And I had, um, I used to rent a little room back then of one of my friends that had a beauty, a beauty salon. And that's where I used to do all my readings from, you know, for, for people. 
And I was sat with a client and then it was the end of, of the reading and there was a knock on the door and the girl who's selling it was, she said, Debbie, there's somebody here to see you. And I said, oh, okay. And I came out and there's this man standing there, probably in his 60s. And he said, I wanted to come and say thank you. He said, because you saved my life. He'd been sectioned from when he was found and he was found at two o'clock <laughs> or thereabouts. <laughs> and um, yeah, and he'd, he'd actually found me, come and found me to say thank you. God bless him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, like completely. Yeah. So are you bringing that sort of, any of those sort of experiences to the podcast or is it you sort of just, you know, running through theories or what's, what's the idea? It's me. It's me saying what I think has happened with mm. um, some of the deaths. So, for instance, I mean, I am currently helping in the location of, of a body. I've given the location. I can't, I can't say who out of respect for the mm-hmm. family at this moment, but I have given that location location is going to be searched so kind of watch out for that um i have actually located a body well three actually all together in the past where i've been asked twice by a family once by the police and i was successful on all occasions so please god i'm successful with this one as well which is quite high profile um hopefully hopefully i'll be right but on the on the podcast um one of the cases that we look at is one of the deaths in particular at the manchester ship canal because there have been many unusual deaths there over the past well 10 years or so you know nearly 100 um Mm. and i do think there's something a bit a bit spooky going on there and so one of the deaths in particular i don't think that was normal so it's so fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, like are you look, is it kind of <laughs> ghostly, UFOE kind of that sort of thing, in addition to more, more traditional ones that you might cover? Or yeah, it's on a demonic level. This one, and yeah, it's on a demonic level. I must just tell you both that about a week ago, um, I left a live stream running in my office, which is where all my dolls are. And I suspected that there was more than just my dolls kind of, you know, spirits that are attached to them that's in there. I know, and I'm sorry to do this to you guys. So I left a live stream running with my subscribers over on Facebook. I have, you know, subscribers. So I left a live stream running for them, showing the dolls. And I thought, oh, I'll just speak to them a second um, through my, I have a, literally, it's about 30 quid, this little CCTV camera, but it has the facility that you can talk into it and it, the audio will be heard, you know, in the room. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'll just speak to them and say, look, I'm on my way home, but I will be with you in comments when I get home. So I, I clicked talk and I said, hi, everyone, you know, I'm, I'm going to be home soon. I'll be with you in comments. And I heard this voice talking back to me. And I thought, no, what? That's weird. And I got home and I look in the comments. Everyone's going, Debbie, there was a man talking back to you. Now, this only happened a week ago. Basically, in a nutshell, I have discovered that two-way audio, which is facilitated by my little CCTV camera, 
is actually giving the ability for spirits to be heard. And so live, I have communicated with them over the past week and live, my followers have heard intelligent responses to my questions to what I've said. I mean, it's, they've even said my name as well. They're like, listen, ask Deborah, ask Deborah. And they're talking. I mean, this is nuts, but it's true. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love things like that. So everybody with a CCTV camera that has the facility for you to speak into it, you all need to do it, but record it and listen back. <laughs> listen back. Because Gosh, if, if you've got a ghost, you're going to hear it talk. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people doing that, I think, now once they've heard this. Now, Deb, I wanted to touch upon, so we won't go into details, but it's been announced that you, you've left Real Housewives now. And it's I'm still rumored. going to be seen on Housewives. I'm still so going to dip, be seen dip in on and Housewives. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't announced I'm leaving, and ITV haven't announced that I'm leaving. It's just like, I don't know. It just, is it just somebody or... somewhere. Is, yeah. Yeah. Somebody somewhere is like, I don't know, stirring the pot. That wouldn't be unusual, would it? <laughs> <laughs> not in no. the world of reality TV. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. yeah. Is it just rumoured? You feel my pain. <laughs> yes, very much so, Bose. It's also rumoured, again, that this uh, famous rumour mill, so I wanted to ask you, it's always best to ask direct, that there could be a possible show with you in the States. Can you talk about that? Do you know what? I actually do not know anything about that, honestly. <laughs> I do know, genuinely don't. The, um, the, the only thing that I have got is I'm speaking to somebody in the States who would like me to do a show over there. Um, a ghosty show, so in the, you know, haunted places. And, I mean, they have some houses, some murder houses there where, you know, some really horrific things have oh, happened. Yeah, so Amityville horror-style yeah. stuff, yeah. Oh! Hills have eyes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I couldn't, I just can't wait to go. So um, so there's, there's this show that he wants me to film, and um, and he did say, oh, and while you're here, um, he said, "I'd really like you to. In- I'd really like to introduce you to one of the Real Housewives of New York." So, yeah, so I might get to, you know, maybe say hello over there. <laughs> maybe cross a little cameo, a little cameo yeah. on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't yeah. have yeah. hope with them. <laughs> Are you allowed to say what housewife it is from New York? I actually don't even know myself, genuinely <laughs> don't know myself. Um, it's not one, actually, that I've watched, but, yeah, I suspect it's even worse than ours. <laughs> like for, for the <laughs> There's a definitely, yes, I mean, wow, I've seen some stuff on New York before that, I mean, yeah. Oof. Oh, scary. Uh, yeah, you're in for a treat if it is, I mean, for sure. Yeah. Are you oh a fan God. of the other franchises, Debbie? Do you watch some of the other ones? Yeah, I love Jersey, for instance. You know, I just, yeah, I don't watch them all the time because I hardly ever get to sit in front of the TV, to be honest. I'm literally, from when I wake up in the morning, which is about between six and seven, I don't stop. Pete's always like, will you put your phone down? You know, I just wait for him to fall asleep on the sofa at night. And as soon as he's gone to sleep, I've got my phone out again. 
Well, I wanted to actually quite like quiz you a little bit about what you everything that's going on in the world. I know the last time we came on, I think we talked about COVID and and everything with that. Now, obviously, maybe that's receded a little bit, and now we've got everything that's going on in in these in Ukraine and stuff. Uh, what, do you, yeah. what do you make of what's going on in the world? Do you think what do you make of Putin and has he got much mm, longer I, left? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I really do believe that that there is something seriously wrong with him health wise and that this is like uh, he wants to go down in history i think he really wants to. he's a wild card mm-hmm. he's a wild card and he's capable of anything really to be honest so mm-hmm. you know yeah but i actually i have i was talking about this um recently and i do think that he will be stopped from going as far as he would like to because he's got nothing to lose right, he's going anyway but other mm. people do have stuff to lose, basically. Is what, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. People in, in, in positions of power will make sure that he doesn't do what he would really like to do. So I really think he would like to go out with a big bang. Oof. <laughs> Scary times we're living in, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, isn't it just... <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get kind of overwhelmed by that when you, when, when like you can sense stuff's going to happen and it's so big and so out of your like daily life or whatever? Or does that not happen very often? I don't know. Yeah, it, when I had my interview with Lad Bible, and that was um, at the very, very start of December in 2019, and they said, what, what are your predictions? And, and I said, you know, it, just, it came while I was sat actually with the guy, you know, mm. talking to him. And I said, I see this new disease outbreak. And I was like thinking, oh, my God, this is huge. And I remember saying, this is something I thought you have to be careful, Debbie, about the way you word it. I just knew. And I said, Mm. so if you watch it, you see me go, this is something that's been formulated. It's been created and it's accidentally got out there. I was like trying to be careful about the way I worded it. Um, I really wanted to say it's been put together, basically, you know, and yeah. It gets out there, and but at that time there was nothing about it. But I no, did feel, no. I felt like this is not going to be good. The problem for me is people will say, "What are your predictions?" And then if I sit there and go, "Well, there's something really awful coming," <laughs> they go, "God, why are you being Debbie Downer?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> But then, so I go easy on it, try to word it so I'm not being like, you know, I'm not scaremongering, that's something else, you know, the accused of. But, and then they go, why didn't you actually fully say then what you thought? You know, it's like, oh, you can't please, win. That's yeah, why. yeah. Uh. <laughs> Did you see anything for the rest of 2022, Deb? Yeah, it's a really mixed up year, this. I think everybody, even in their personal lives, will see extreme highs and real lows, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what's happening in the world in general. There's a real shift and a real change in the world at the moment. Um, and it. I keep I seeing feel lots. It. Yeah, there is. And I keep seeing lots of things with the sea as well. So I don't know if there's going to be, there's going to be something, um, maybe some kind of tsunami or something, but uh, yeah, on a big scale. Um, but it, it is extreme highs and real crushing lows you know and that's in in everybody's lives too god when do we ever get a break in this world i tell you in the last few years i know i know i know this is what we get given well debbie thanks so much for joining us we really appreciate it oh thanks for having me <laughs> um, but is the podcast out now or is or are you still working on it no it's going to come out in the next couple of weeks yeah great does it have a name 
um, it will be unexplained deaths. Got it. <laughs> Great. Well, can't wait to check it out. Looking forward <laughs> to it. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, Debbie. Always a pleasure thank to you. speak with you, my love. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. So more, more to come, Bob, basically, is what we've, what we've got to bear in mind. Don't you think, though, after the last couple of years, nothing, I think, surprises us anymore? <laughs> no. no. I just don't want a nuclear bomb. That's all I don't yeah, want. We, we don't want, yeah, we don't want bombs. We don't want tsunami. <laughs> We'd just be nice to have just a little bit of a peaceful world for a while. <laughs> Wouldn't, it? Wouldn't it be lovely? Well, so I was just can... thinking then, I wish I'd have played back actually, because I know when we spoke to Deb before, and I know we'd asked for a few little predictions. I can't remember when we had her on last, <clears throat> excuse me. Be interesting to hear summer. that back. Yeah, maybe we should have a listen and get her on Go again. Go the old archives, yeah. Yeah, or we could have her on at the end of the year so she can give her predictions for 2023, if we're all still here. Let's put it that way, because <laughs> who the hell knows. Touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, very exciting. We have our next guest, uh, Pangina Heels from Drag Race UK versus the World, and, and uh, Drag Race Thailand. So let's get her in. Amazing. Hello. Hello, Pangina. How are you? I am doing okay. I just um, I just woke up, and um, this is why my voice sounds a little bit sexy. But I am <laughs> ready. I'm excited. So happy to meet you guys. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Where are, where in the world are you at the moment? I am currently in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, um, got it. So I have three more cities to go, and then um, I shall be going home. So you are on tour in America at the moment. Yes, I am. Tell us about it. How's it going? I mean, I've learned to sleep for just three hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it's been crazy because you have to pack all that drag and travel like 21 cities. And you got to know how, like, I'm a master packer at this point. <laughs> um, and I, um, it's just so great to be seeing, you know, all the people coming to the shows and just experiencing different types of drag. And I love it. I love it being on the road. How did you feel watching back the uh, the UK drag race versus the world? What do you mean? <laughs> well, watching it back, is it always, as it seems, obviously things get cut and edited. Are, are you happy with what went out, how it was edited? A hundred percent for me. A hundred percent. I think I was completely who I was, which was... Um, I had no filter. Um, I spoke up when I needed to be. Um, I felt like I was portrayed how I was in real life, which was, that was just completely who I am. So, I mean, I felt like it was true to who I was. And in most of the situations, even the unaired stuff, I felt like I couldn't be happier, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think I was lucky. And I, I was just, I don't know, maybe maybe that was just my take on it, but... I'm sure most of the girls that were on, you know, my season would have said like, you know, that it played out how it really went down. Yeah. I think, I, I think I'd agree with you. I mean, maybe unless you're lemon, in which case maybe you wouldn't be so. <laughs> right. I apologize. <laughs> but I mean, like this is the nature of the game, right. And like, and, and, and this is what people signed up for. Do you, obviously yes. you, you, you have a unique perspective in drag race having done, Thailand's version as a as a judge and then to do it like as a contestant what's that right. like is um, that quite bizarre so it, it basically I'm like a reverse Brooklyn Heights like uh, you know yeah, right, um, yeah. I, I went the other route 
And a lot of people, like when I was going to do it, a lot of people were like, well, you were a judge. Why are you, you know, kind of like going back to a contestant that kind of sounded like you were in, in some way um, digressing or going backwards in a way. And I, I didn't see it like that at all. No, I feel like this I is the think- big- Mm-mm. It was this actually, biggest, it's actually yeah. a good way for you to like open up your people that know you, right? Like, yeah, like that might not have seen you otherwise. I would have thought, of course. And this is like the biggest show in the world. Like, I would never have the opportunity to do something like this unless it was presented to me. And it was, and I was like, I am gonna jump, I want to do this. So, having said that, it was a lot of pressure. Um, but I felt like I prepared well and, um, couldn't have done anything differently um next time round i'll be more strategic um uh-huh. yes so there might be a next time is what you're saying there as well there will definitely be a next time <laughs> the, the revenge against blue hydrangea is it is that the <laughs> well i don't think blue is going to be back she already got a crown what she's going to oh, yeah, a second crown. that's a good point yeah yeah <laughs> would you ever go back to the, the judging role or are you kind of liking being the contestant now i do okay i love the judging role because with that i feel like there's a lot less pressure um and i get to share you know my perspective on drag which is what i love and um, I would definitely do both of them um, in a heartbeat. But with the competition, it does take a lot. For me, if you're competing, it takes a lot more preparation. It takes mm-hmm. a lot more psychological um, preparation as well as, you know, financial and, um, you know, the costumes itself. So that takes a lot of time. And um, so I would say judging immediately. Um, competing, give me a minute. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to ask you, how, how did you find the reaction this time around on social media? Because with reality TV, it's such a huge talking point, isn't it? On, on your Twitters and your Instagrams for fans to be able to interact. Did you enjoy having that connection with the, with the viewer? Most definitely. Um, I felt like because I was, you know, um, of Southeast Asian heritage. I was the first Tyru girl. I also was the first one who came from Southeast Asia, um, you know, because most of the contestants, if they are, you know, have that heritage, they are American. So I feel like there ha- has been this huge link when, with me representing that certain community. And it has been s- the biggest, kindest thing that someone can say to me is like, thank you for representing. Thank you for, you know, making us feel like we're represented in, within the media. Um, and for me, that is so beautiful and that's the good side of it. And, um, with that said, there have been some crazy other side to it too, because I have eliminated two girls. So, you know, it has, it takes some time to, um, get used to. Were people pretty, yeah, I mean, like with the elimination stuff, I've seen some of the other Queens, you know, have to sort of come off social media for for a time yeah. and sort of avoid it. Were, were people yeah. cruel or, or did they understand on the whole? Do you think? Um, they were racist. Oh, um, they were crazy. Jeez. They were cruel. But that's the world, right? I mean, um, you have to face reality that not everyone's going to like you. Um, not everything you do, someone's going to agree with, but. If I, I feel like if I shut off my social media completely, then I can't take the good. And I was like, you know what? Just take the good and the bad. You have this block button for a reason. You know what? What they say is not going to affect your bank account. So fuck them. And I don't give a shit. 
So well, that's, that's, the, um, that's the Michelle Williams uh, thing, which I'm really obsessed with. She's like, like when people are like saying that you'll never be Beyonce, she's like, do you know what? Look at my bank account. I'm absolutely fine. Like, <laughs> Amen <laughs> yeah. to that part. Yes. Yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> um, you're obviously like we, we mentioned Thailand and there's such a huge, well, Thailand's so well known for drag, like, and, and being brilliant, like drag queens. Why do you think that is? You mean why Thailand is well known for drag performers? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a combination of reasons. Thailand has been pri- primarily a tourist country. There has been a lot of cultural exchange when um, throughout history. Um, and so when, when there's a lot of that exchange, we, we have had um, amazing drag queens come through, but also within our culture, um, there is the pageant system that exists yeah. called, you know, Miss Tiffany, uh, Miss Tiffany pageant, or there are so many pageants. And also um, this idea that, um, you know, there's so many trans women um, and trans folk in, uh, in Thailand, which causes um, there to be certain, a, a lot of visibility, I would say, and mm. also the theater system as well. So there's many things that's deep rooted within our culture that allows there to be so many types of performers. I've, I've seen that I've, I haven't been to Thailand, but I've been to the Philippines a couple of times and it's actually quite mm-hmm. similar there. There's a big, big drag scene there. And actually I think it's yes. probably the same. It's interesting to me. I find like, I think maybe in some Western societies we're catching up with that kind of openness, like that sort of like, um, willingness to see it and, and actually drag race is probably a big part of the reason why that's happening for sure um which is which is really exciting obviously now mm-hmm. um it's obviously gone fairly well for you in the uk because you're going to do a uk tour right yes um i think i'm doing two uk tours so wow. i cannot wait yeah tell us about them. um well i will be coming to the uk i think after may and I'm okay. touring with Club Kids, um, um, but I need to make sure that I got Check the, the dates. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That happens. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're, you're I'm a busy so woman. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm taking it day by day, like, honestly. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Well, what can people expect from you when you, when you, when you get here? What's, what's involved in a sort of Panjan performance? Well, you know, headdresses for a start. <laughs> Obviously. Well, you know <laughs> that I, I can perform the house down. I'll definitely be doing something that the people are going to love. Um, but also, I can't wait to, you know, see everyone in, in the UK because I, I've heard about your drag cons and it's been mm-hmm. insane. And um, the show was Drag Race UK versus the world. So I haven't interacted with any of my UK fans yet. Like, you know, like, in real life. So mm-hmm. I'm so looking forward to that. Did you like the concept of the show UK versus the world? It's kind of a, a new format, isn't it? It is. It is. It is so exciting. And I, it felt like the Olympics of the Olympics, because here you get to represent an entire country pressure. But also with that said, I studied um my my schooling system like I, I i went to shrewsbury international school before i went to harrow international school before so it was so great to like connect mm-hmm. with that again in a way yeah do you think there we've and we've said this to some of the some queens that have been on the show previously and they've had quite various opinions about it so i'd be interested to see what you think there's been some criticism that there's too much drag race and i actually uh-huh. saw just today <clears throat> that they've announced the drag race sweden 
um, which okay. I think which I think will be interesting. I don't think we've had a Nordic country sort of do this before, mm. um, and that it does. It's like a bit of a. It's becoming a bit of a saturated market. What do you think about mm-hmm. that? I feel like back in the day when I could barely see any queer representation, especially not not just drag but gay men. Like you would really have to search for it. Maybe I'm just old. Um, same, same girl. <laughs> back in the day, it's so difficult to find that. And now that we have a lot of that, we're going to be complaining. I don't want to be ungrateful, and I'm not going to be that person. I mean, why are you complaining if you don't if you don't like it? Just don't watch it. Like that's the end of the story. Um, and no, I don't feel like there could be an oversaturation of artists, of queer artists, of someone who does something so passionately and to be elevated on a platform that they should be. I don't see a problem with that. Maybe that's just me. It can only be a good thing. Like you say, can't it? As much representation on TV, it's, uh, I can't see how it can possibly be anything other than positive. Yeah. That part. I agree. Yeah. I think I've, I think I remember saying to one of the Queens before, I remember trying when Drag Race wasn't even aired on on television, like in, in outside of the US, and we had to like find some illegal streaming site, me and my mm-hmm. friends, and because we had poor Wi-Fi, we had to basically drag the TV closer to the Wi-Fi box. You know, like times have changed, even in the last sort of, that would probably have been, I don't know, 2009, 2010, like, mm-hmm. and how much it's changed since then, since the fact that this is like Drag Race UK versus the world, it's on the BBC. That's like yes. big, you know, like there's there's such a, yeah, I mean, we're lucky to have it. And yeah, and if you don't want to watch it, I guess, just don't watch it. It's not like the end of the world. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, but what, what what other ones do you think you'd like to do then? As we talked about earlier. What other... Other formats of the show do you, could you imagine yourself doing? I mean, besides from judging Drag Race Thailand, I would love to do that. I mean, um, if there are other countries that I could compete in that would be fun um how about like an all judges season oh wow okay so who would that who would that involve trying to think depending on the the judges from each of the franchise coming to compete that would be fun oh yeah because you could have yeah you could have brooklyn heights um yourself obviously there's a new french one which has got um i've forgotten her name nicky doll nick doll yeah she's the she's going to be the the, one of the judges on that yeah that's a good that's a good concept there's apparently going to be an all winners of the u.s version uh Is season, there? Aren't there? yeah oh is this something you might know about um who who would you like to see in in a like who would you like to see come back and do well in that sort of setting i would like to see many of the contestants who <laughs> won already come back because there's, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of the winners that have already competed and already showcased what they've shown, um, so, because we, we've had Drag Race for so many years, I think it would be great and exciting to see queens from previous seasons that, you know, like before season five or, you know, before season six to come back and compete because it would be exciting because this is a different time and we can see their perspective mm-hmm. now. So that would be something I would love to see. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I guess dra- drag's forever evolving, isn't it? And now there's a new audience that might not have watched season one True. to five, one to six. It completely puts them back into the- I think it would be incredible. Agree. 
very much Did so, you yes. think going from judge to a contestant, do you think that gives you a slight advantage when you're taking part, knowing as a judge what you would want, or does it almost put more pressure on? I feel like it gives me a disadvantage um, because remember, like mo- um, all of the girls have done this before. They've competed before. They know where uh, everything yeah, is. Point, they know actually. where the cameras are. Um, they kn- they've done the challenges before. They know the time constraints with makeup and every single thing. I had no idea. Um, so even for me, like after competing one season, next time around, I have like a list of things that I know is going to happen that I didn't know before. So and every single judge judges differently. So that in no way, in my opinion, gave me any advantage. He still managed to do very well, though. So, I mean, there's, there's nothing, nothing to complain about. Um, what, um, <laughs> the, the tears at the, when you left, were mm-hmm. they real or not? I think there's been a bit of a debate. I mean, what do you think? I'm going to say you're a consummate performer and you mm-hmm. knew what you were doing. Okay. Am I right? Am I right? That's up to you to think. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I think I think that the whole time during the show I was just being who I am and I yes I can perform but I can't I cannot cry on cue like that um, and it wasn't the fact that I was crying because I lost or I went home but it was more the fact that I felt like I let my country down and, and that's that the whole thing. yeah yeah, and that whole pressure just came down on me. And I mean, the actual crying was four hours long. So that was Ooh. a short amount of, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. I was like in the hotel room, depressed, didn't eat. I was just like completely heartbroken. So that was just like a, the tip of the iceberg of the actual oh, crying. Wow, okay, I didn't yeah. realize that. Okay, fine. It, it was a full <laughs> mental breakdown if you ever seen one but i mean it i like i told blue when i was walking i was like it's fine and it, it was just like the fact it wasn't even losing because i've lost in so many things in life in life if you don't ever lose you can never learn how to win but it was more the fact of like bitch you let your country down bitch you're the first high representative bitch you did not represent us well so it was just all of that yeah Fair. Okay, thank you. Yeah. It was real. Fine. All right. It was fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what have you got? So, uh, what have you got coming up this year, other than the UK tour? Have you got lots of other plans? Um, I have. I th- I have plans to come to Canada, even though um, I've caused an, a national incident. <laughs> oh, yeah, with Jimbo. <laughs> And lemon. And lemon. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to dangerous territories. I am definitely coming to <laughs> Belfast as well, which is Blue's home. Oh, yeah. Wow, um, <laughs> you're, really, you're really declaring war on all of these places. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you know what? Off. I am. <laughs> I am. Um, my, my club just recently opened the House of Heels. So if you're ever in Bangkok, please come and, you know, Oh, my God. Join. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, so you've got an exciting year ahead, basically. Very much so. Well, uh, can't wait to see more of you and um, and see what you what you come up with next. Because who knows? Who knows what incredible headdress we'll be seeing soon? <laughs> <laughs> Dragon. Um, oh, Dragon! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Well, I mean, you're in for a treat there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, Panjana, thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening. Well, this evening here, this afternoon, I guess, where you are. 
um, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully see more of you, like I said. Yes. Thank you so much, both of y'all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. See you later. Bye. Bye. Wow. I mean, powerhouse performer. And um, yeah, great. I mean, I, 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 would, I would love to see more of what, uh, what she gets up to. Absolutely. Keeping busy. Yeah, keeping busy. And that's the most important thing. I think once you've done Drag Race, it's like to keep up the momentum because you want to make sure that you're doing those gigs and getting out there and performing so that, um, that you know, people can see you. And, you know, we're lucky enough to have loads of drag that goes on near us, right? So um, so uh, hopefully we'll get to see Pangina when, she, when she's over. Anyway, great show, as ever. Such a good show, babe. Such a good show. I enjoyed assume, that. I assume <clears throat> your, your next... Um, your next few days are taken up with a bit more filming, are they? Yeah, next few days will be filming. And what are we doing? Tuesday today. Yeah, so just keeping busy. Hopefully got what, what I think is it this, this weekend or next weekend. I've got a friend's birthday party, so that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Some people I've not seen for, I think, almost two years. Obviously, oh, really? spoke on like WhatsApp and Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's just some people we haven't managed to sync out diaries yet. Yeah. And especially I think yeah. when people, especially with the latest variant, there was so many people I know had caught it in the last. So, so everyone's kind of then been doing their, it's just been a mess. Isn't it? So yeah, that'll yes. be really nice. I just need to double check what, what weekend that is. I don't be getting that wrong. How about you, babe? It gets busy with the day job. Very busy with the day job this week. Uh, yes, for sure. Um, but I have um, uh, my family coming to visit um, oh, this weekend. Nice. So my sister, my brother-in-law, and my uh, two young nephews. And oh. um, we, I only have a tiny flat, so it's going to be an incredibly cramped weekend. Um, he was supposed to go on a school trip to Tower of London, but he got COVID. Well, but all of them got COVID all at once. So he had to miss out on the school trip. So we're going to do a little, um, a little day trip out there he messaged me he sometimes he's only nine but he messaged me on my sister's facebook he doesn't tell me it's him so i'm just like who is sending me like strangely worded <laughs> messages i um, mean he, so he was like can't wait to come see you um which my sister would never send me and then went can we make sushi and i was like yeah sure we can we can make sushi if you want and then i messaged my sister and i was like does he even know what sushi is and she was like oh yeah we keep getting him from the supermarket and he loves it so i was like Great, I guess we're make, going to the Tower of London, making some sushi, going out for dinner. That'll be that'll be the extent of it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Love that. Joe, so I'd love to do Tower of London as an adult. I remember doing school trips there when I was younger and I loved it. Whenever I pass it going in and out for work or whatever, just going into town, I, also, I would love to go back with an adult head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. view it different. And there's so many, I think that about a lot of the big museums I used to go to as well, you know, like the natural history and all that. Yeah, kind of. yeah. And we kind of forget that we've got so many iconic places like that, literally up the road. 100%. And I actually, the other week, I did um, on Fridays, the, uh, the British Museum does the, like a late, when you can go up in late, basically. <laughs> Um, and me and my friend went the other week and um, to see the Stonehenge exhibition and then went out for like a really nice like drink and dinner afterwards. And it was, you know, it's quite nice. And it's not busy because it's late in the evening on a Friday. And most people aren't going to a museum there. I would thoroughly recommend. I, I can't believe that he loves the sushi. Like, our times <laughs> have changed <laughs> I when I was nine. I mean, I don't even like it at 35, but imagine being nine wanting sushi. I was happy with four nuggets from Mackie D's. Exactly. This is a boy with like with refined taste. Um, so I'm going to have to I do have a little sushi making kit so I'm going to have to dig it out and um, 
and do my best to uh, ent- keep him entertained. Yeah, looking forward to it. Well, um, oh, thanks everyone nice. uh, for listening this week. Um, good luck with the rest of your filming, Bob. Thank um, you. Bye, Benjo. Enjoy Tower of London. Will do. Till next week. Goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs>